0: Welcome, foolish mortals. I'm not trying that. That sounds horrible. Welcome to the Advent Calendar House, everybody. For tonight, we're at the mercy of the rivers of time as they sweep us back to the terrifying 1985 TV special, Garfield's Halloween Adventure.
1: Sixty men all lost at sea, all of them drunk except for me. T'was I who had to face the storm with nothing in sight to keep me warm. Yo, ho, ho, ho! over the rage and sea we go yo ho 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 wherever the went
0: hey! i am 110 year old cabin boy turned living nightmare mike westfall and joining me for another therapy session and wearing a mask over his face depicting a perfect replica of his actual face it's jeff
1: sumagee hello jeff hey how are you doing doing all right I wish you didn't start off by saying 1985, because I did the math, and I'm old. We're so old. How old were you in 1985?
0: I was five, and freshly five. My birthday's in late September, so.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I don't, I I mean, I don't feel my, well, I don't know. Three years, I was eight. I was eight in 1985. Uh, Three years at that age, I feel like is a lot. Like the difference between five and eight is a lot. Yes. But like well
0: I can now, attest if... to that with the children in my own house. <laughs> I have a five year old and an eight year old and just to oh, mix things okay. up a seven year old
1: to <laughs> she's okay, the free okay, good. They're yours. That's the good thing that Yes. We they they decided. have all
0: the best and worst qualities of me. It's it's wonderful. Okay.
1: I mean I have some kids in the house, but none of them are mine. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> They just showed up. A lot of times in New York, when you get an apartment, it's like, uh, you know, uh, one bedroom, one bath, two-year-old. It's They just come with place. <laughs> That's not true. I don't have any yeah. kids. None of them are here. Please do not look into it, FBI, if you're listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you saw this when you were eight? Like, you watched this the night of aired?
1: Oh, I sure did. I mean yep. even by 8-year-old, by 8 years old, I was a Garfield nut. I one of my earliest memories is in I guess first grade. How old are you in first grade? 5 6. Uh, 5 6. So yeah, one of my earliest memories first grade. Uh I remember my uh first grade teacher uh I don't know what she said to me. She was probably like berating me about something and and I just I quoted Garfield and I said, "Hey, I'm fat, I'm lazy, and I'm proud of it. (laughs) One of my earliest (laughs) memories. So you better believe I was a true Blue Garfield fan from like day dot. And hearing about this special, I made sure that the whole family was home for this airing and that i was i was laying on the floor doing damage to my back by you know propping your head up on your on your arms as you do as a kid mm-hmm. uh yeah in 1985 and that's that's where i would have been i probably would have been fresh off the street uh doing some some halloween trick-or-treating uh for this for this thing did it air on halloween it, aired, was... it was the night before Okay. October thirtieth, nineteen
0: eighty-five, or mischief mm-hmm. night as it's known where I grew up in South Jersey. Oh.
1: What do you do on what do you do on Mischief Night?
0: You're toilet papering houses, you're throwing eggs at houses.
1: You're just trashing people's property. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like places that spread it out. I feel like uh where where I was raised, Staten Island, everyone just did it all on the same night. It was like Halloween you went out trick-or-treating and you better you knew to get off the streets by sundown because that's when the kids with the eggs and the shaving cream came out and that's when you had to get home to watch some garfield stuff there you go Uh, uh, but i i i I respect places that kind of spread it out made it into like a whole weekend event of a thing of like terror the night before (laughs) candy the night of that sounds good that sounds fun
0: this special does it the opposite way uh it Candy event? Candy Benhar <laughs> premiered as, it was called Garfield in Disguise the First Night of the aired, or at least that's the official title IMDb tells me, but I found a 1985 copy, purportedly a 1985 copy on YouTube, the Days of the Week matchup, it said Wednesday at 8 or whatever, uh, and and... October thirtieth, nineteen eighty five was indeed a Wednesday, and it still said Garfield's Halloween Adventure. So whatever, IMDb.
1: Do you think that was one of those things? Because the book, if I remember correctly, the book came out around the same. Right, because like the book is Garfield in disguise, and do you because the main title in the the TV show is Garfield's Halloween Adventure, right? And it's not like they changed that title card no. at any point, I don't think. So maybe it was just like, uh, we don't know what it's going to be called. TV Guide is just like, let's just call it Garfield in disguise. There that we first go. Or whatever, I don't know. Probably. I
0: don't and
1: know. Garfield disguise. None of this is based on facts. Yeah,
0: well, and it went through that, that. The books have that theming of Garfield's always in something or on something. He's on the town. Mm-hmm. He's in the rug. Right.
1: In paradise. In
0: paradise. Uh,
1: in indisposed, that was the one where it was just all of him in the bathroom. He had some very bad lasagna the night before, and it was Garfield indisposed. Yeah. I'll just be okay, <laughs> <Whatever. But. laughs> like I said, really big Garfield fan, had yeah, okay. all the books, even the ones in the bathroom.
0: Well, so were the people who were handing out Emmy awards because this was the third straight Garfield special to win the primetime Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. But don't be too impressed, the only other nominee this year was Garfield in Paradise.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you had to give the Emmy to one of them... This is the one you give it yeah. to. Yeah. Was there anything else? I mean, sure, those are the only two nominated, but was there anything else that year, I wonder? I'm not going to do that research.
0: not coming to the top of my head at the moment,
1: but... Oh, you mean you don't remember every animated special that came out when you <laughs> were five
0: No, they're on a spreadsheet. I didn't memorize the spreadsheet. I just saved it. This was directed by Phil Roman, the second ever production of his new animation company, Film Roman. Mm. Great name for a company. Uh, Now famous for taking over the source animation of The Simpsons for most of its run. But it got its start with these Garfield specials and then the Garfield and Friends series.
1: Wow. This is like one of those, uh, you know, quantum leap type of, uh, conundrums. Like if you can go back in time and stop him from making the Simpsons have so many seasons, <laughs> would you trade, would you trade one mm. Garfield Halloween adventure for all of the bad seasons of the Simpsons? I don't know. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I'm, I, I need this in my life cause
1: I, yeah. I need to be terrified. Hmm. Uh, Right. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. One of the, probably the most, is this the most straight up terrifying kids movie or kids TV show to have been released? And is that why we don't see it anymore?
0: I think it might be, because you think of other stuff that they market to kids, but it's really for adults. Like they had Beetlejuice toys and they made a cartoon out of that and they had like a little talking Freddy Krueger doll that they marketed yeah. to kids, but... This was clearly a kid special that, I believe the quote from Jim Davis was, he wanted to at least terrify a four-year-old. Hmm. That was the <laughs> goal for writing this special.
1: He has some very specific kinks. <laughs> if I could terrify one four-year-old, I wonder if you asked him these days uh, what like his, his main drive is, is if he would want to terrify four-year-olds these days. I don't know. Yeah, it's a whole different piece nowadays, but I mean this definitely covers some I mean not just terrifying but more adult themed stuff. Like you don't get a lot of references to drunk people in kids' shows these days. And this Halloween special had a song all about how fifteen men all lost at sea, all of them drunk except for me. Yes. <laughs> it, it, I mean, like Outside of it being terrifying, is it the subject matter that they're covering? I don't mean to jump ahead. Maybe we'll get to that in a little bit. Should we start at the very beginning?
0: We probably should, but I don't think All I right. was going to bring that up, so thank you for doing
1: that. <laughs> I mean, look, I barely watch any kids' TV these days, but I don't think that in the new season of SpongeBob, he's getting—he's using the word drunk. Nope. <laughs> yeah explicitly the word drunk.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We open at sunrise, Is Garfield is fast asleep in his cat box, a large lump under his blanket. I totally used to sleep like that under my blanket. Mm. In, a,
1: in a cat box? Well, so a bit the cat... of a larger bed, but otherwise the same. <laughs> so I, growing up, I always thought that that was like the litter box that he was sleeping in, because... Cats don't really sleep in boxes or under blankets. So I had a misconception that cats slept in their litter box. I did not know what happened in a litter box. Uh, I don't don't know if that's a universal experience.
0: (laughs) I didn't know Uh, enough about cats at that age that I was just like, he's got a tiny bed and he's a large cat.
1: Right? Yeah. I, I don't think... Does anyone buy beds for their cats? Is this supposed to be like...
0: Oh, people buy beds for their pets. It's like, even the cats. Like, if the dog bed is the one that you see most of the time. Sure. But there's gotta be.
1: I don't know. I feel like you'd buy a bed for a cat, and then they would just sleep in the box that it came in. Right? They're like children that way.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> a for effort.
1: Yeah i mean i always did want to sleep in a box under a blanket like that because again i wanted to be garfield <laughs> i be garfield um but then the one thing that that really struck me uh, immediately in this this uh, episode this episode this special is that uh, the tv is on the test pattern and tvs don't end broadcast days anymore they don't end they broadcast don't. days they don't start broadcast days So maybe that's – what I'm trying to do in this, Mike, is discover why we don't see this special anymore because it's amazing. There has to be some reason why they don't show it. Is it because kids wouldn't understand a broadcast day ending?
0: I can imagine. I haven't shown this to my kids yet because the youngest – well, the youngest is five this year. Maybe maybe this is the year. But before that, he was my excuse to be like, no, they're too young. But – but yeah, this is nothing. I can see myself having to pause for five minutes to explain. Right, the slate.
1: Right, like oh, years thirty years ago, TVs would go to bed and yeah. they would make this horrible noise to wake you up to make sure you went to bed too. <laughs> uh, you could just sleep through it. It's fine,
0: and that's why some people need white noise machines.
1: Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they sell a white noise machine that's just, like, the test pattern noise. (laughs) So we Uh, witnessed the
0: beginning of the broadcast day for mm. TV station WBOR, a joke I totally didn't get as a five-year-old.
1: So it's just, like, boring?
0: Bore. The call letters are boring.
1: Okay, I thought maybe... Like, I look, I'm old now, and I feel like I would get most of the subtext in a Garfield special, but part of me was like, am I missing something <laughs> that was a thing in 1985, like WBOR or whatever. But it's just they needed the W, which means – I don't know how much you know about radio, but I W means radio. that they are east of the Mississippi. Correct. So we can start to narrow down where Garfield <laughs> lives. Yes. <laughs>
0: I believe I believe Ohio or no, Indiana. Mm. Well that's where Jim Davis is from, so that's where uh, we're just okay. defaulting to. Okay. But right. WBOR Canada. is an actual station, but it's a radio station mm. in Brunswick, Maine. So shout out to Maine. Thanks for listening, mm. Maine.
1: <laughs> so Garfield either lives in Maine or Indiana, did you say? Yes. Indiana. Okay,
0: uh, but but here uh, the joke is, it's the easy viewing, easy listening station. But it starts at the crack of dawn by introducing us for the first time to Binky the Clown.
1: This is the first Binky.
0: This is the first Binky, and this part of the joke I did get as a five year old. I would hate to wake up to that and <laughs> be coerced into doing jumping jacks while what half asleep before do do realizing
1: what am do I doing. Do you? i mean look at that age like i said i told my teacher i was fat lazy and proud of it yeah exercise <laughs> was the worst thing i could think of but i had no idea this was the first binky the clown not even in the surely in the strip there was a binky uh appearance before this i maybe? think he might have been
0: mentioned before this is what i read but this was his first wow
1: visual appearance
0: so this is the so, first look we get of him
1: What's Binky's thing? Like, is he just like a local access, low rent kid show thing? I think so. I think he's supposed
0: to be like really loud bozo.
1: Okay. So it's weird in this day and age. The, the, the thing that I reach for is weird Al in UHF.
0: (laughs) Hey, Bobbo. Want to play a game? Okay. Look up. Look down. Now look at Mr. Frying Pan.
1: Like, that's what I think of, which yeah, is funny because yep. that's a parody of all the things that Binky is supposed to be a parody of, I feel. Yeah. Like. So, all right, a loud bozo. Got it. Yes.
0: And that shrill, screaming voice of Binky the Clown is Tom Huge, who's the voice of John. So you have that same dynamic here that you'll later see with Dan Castellaneta as both Homer Simpson and Krusty the Clown.
1: Oh. Interesting. I wonder how many other clowns were portrayed by the main actor. <laughs> I don't
0: know. That's a very – it's like a two-person group.
1: Yeah, there's a paper to be written. I'm not going to write it. <laughs> so he does the exercises. Free content,
0: people. Yeah, Garfield yeah. – well, he finds the remote and he turns off Pinky, but not before catching some passing comment about tonight being the night you can get a lot of candy. So here he's frantically trying to find the channel again, which he does and learns it's the morning of Halloween. And Garfield switches to his Lou Rawls voice for our opening number, This This Is
1: is The the Night. night. This is the night I was created for. I'm gonna put on my best disguise and go knocking on everybody's door. So is Garfield hearing this music or... And is he singing along, or is he supposed to be singing, and that's his singing voice? When Lorenzo Music is his talking voice, I
0: don't know because Lorenzo Music also sings in this special, right? So, uh, what what are we led What are we led
1: to believe here?
0: <laughs> it's it's a tough one because usually Lou Rawls' songs are more third person narrative. But here he's singing in the first person. So it could be Garfield kind of imagining what his singing voice would be. And then when he's talking Mm. to Odie or something,
1: Hmm. he has
0: the Lorenzo music voice.
1: So, kind of like when I'm singing in my head, it sounds like Adele. But then when I'm actually singing to someone, it sounds like me singing to someone.
0: (laughs) I have something that's called perfect pitch, which means I can recognized music notes, which means I can hear exactly how badly I sing.
1: Wow. Really?
0: Yes. So it's like in my head, I sing great, but I can hear how bad it is in real life. And it's just like, Nope, never singing.
1: Wow. So I'm not going to do it, but if I were like to, to hum a tone, you would be like F sharp and a terrible F sharp, by the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh,
1: Wow. It's a gift and a curse. Wow. that, that's awesome. <laughs> and when, how did you realize? I don't, that, well, someone told me that. Like, I mentioned was in like, passing, hey, you my friend heard who
0: heard plays it, the piano, I waste this gift. I don't know how to play a darn thing. Wow. Uh, and I'm
1: sorry. Do you think you could just like, set up on a street corner and be like, I will guess your note <laughs> for a dollar. And just like, you pay me a dollar, you hum a note. And I'll be like, yeah, that's a B flat. Give me the dollar. <laughs>
0: Probably, I should look into that. <laughs> Busting around Orlando.
1: Yes, yeah, you know you gotta make make hustle any way you can. <laughs> we can. Uh, what I did like about this opening scene is that uh, at one point he picks up a lamp, takes the lampshade off, puts the lampshade on his head, sings into the light bulb as if it's a microphone. But then, very unlike Garfield puts the lampshade back on puts the lamp back on the table and continues on dancing i felt that garfield would have just been like and drop on the floor <laughs> and walk away but yeah very uh a, a very rarely conscientious yeah inches garfield so yeah.
0: excited about halloween that he's actually catching himself being responsible for no
1: reason right see when left to our own devices deep down we're all good people <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are inherently sleep. good if you just yeah. let us do our thing, man.
1: Deep down I believe Garfield is good. Yes. So excited that he goes right back to sleep. Yes.
0: Wakes up later, <laughs> candy 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 candy, yeah. which became the Halloween morning war cry in my house.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. To the point where your parents would probably be like, what is he, what is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) Because they don't remember, parents never remember the shows of the kids. Like a kid sees something once, boom, absorbed in like a sponge. Parents could see the same thing. They're not really paying attention. Honestly, like, do you think my parents really paid attention to this? They knew I liked Garfield, but they're not looking at the nuances that I was in this show. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Like the nuance of who scoops a pumpkin after they've carved the face into it. Yes!
0: So we cut to the kitchen where we find John carving a jack-o'-lantern, which goes flying after Garfield scares John from under his blanket. Another dumb thing I noticed here, but the pumpkin lands on John's head upright,
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: his head goes through it from the bottom, which wasn't carved open and yet somehow doesn't destroy the entire pumpkin on impact.
1: Yeah. I think part of uh, our research into this, we should go and get a pumpkin, carve a face in it, but not scoop it out, and see how much force it takes <laughs> for a head to go through the bottom of a pumpkin. That would probably be enough to kill a, an actual human, right? Like, you just probably. bonk someone on the head with a pumpkin, their head's not going to go into it. There's no There's no jokes here. That's murder one. Yeah, not, well, as high as it opposite flu it flies out
0: of frame and then back onto his head i don't know oh. how heavy this pumpkin is but oh it
1: looks like about 14 pound me
0: best case scenario you're going to the doctor and embarrassingly having to tell them how you got concussed
1: he you know he would go to liz he would be so yeah. embarrassed to go to the <laughs> doctor he would just be like oh liz take this off my head can we go on a date, Boom. <laughs>
0: At least Creed. at least he's got Liz. <laughs> but, <laughs> this whole segment's got a couple of underrated lines. First is Halloween's my middle name, Gar Halloween Field. Mm. In that exact cadence, which I feel yep. like that line alone has dictated my awkward joke delivery tone of voice for the rest of my life. It's perfect.
1: Yep. Yep, I agree. I have often uh, accidentally, not knowing, quoting this, done that. Where <laughs> I'm like, Jeff Pizzeri. <laughs> That's my middle name, as if I don't actually have a last name. Right. Uh, but yeah. And uh, it also has the wonderful delivery of Garfield going, Wahoo! <laughs>
0: Yes, that was the next one.
1: You're probably wondering what I'm doing with this pumpkin on my head. Wahoo! There's a pumpkin on your head. I hadn't noticed.
0: I've never said wahoo when surprised, but now I think I'm going to have to start.
1: I think we will. Start. And I also have always referred to pumpkin guts as pumpkin innards yes. because of this this scene as well. <laughs> now, but the question I have is, do pumpkin innards look like lasagna? No,
0: I no, I don't think so. Not even when it's still in the pumpkin goop—that just yeah. a pile of slime that comes out of there. But and Garfield look, I, thinks it to be someone... the lasagna persuasion. <laughs>
1: persuasion lasagna persuasion persuasion is another one of those those things and as someone who loves this line pumpkin innards uh thinking they look like lasagna every time i have lasagna i look at it very closely and and think does this look like pumpkin (laughs) and vice versa whenever i'm carving a pumpkin i'm like could i mistake this for lasagna and part of me at age 42 wonders if as a kid at age 8 I did try and eat a handful of pumpkin innards thinking it might taste like lasagna, but I probably blacked out whether or not. Oh, should... no. Yeah. Well, did you if... ever take a handful of raw pumpkin innards? Not
0: raw, but mm. I mean, roasted and salted, they're quite good. But
1: Right? Doesn't taste anything like lasagna at that point. No,
0: not even close. That looked like little uh, sunflower seeds almost yeah. is what I'm thinking mm. of. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I do like my wife, as we rewatch this minutes before recording, uh, my wife said, I just want you to say on the record on this podcast that I appreciate this is her speaking. I appreciate that Garfield stole the apple along with all the other bad food on the breakfast tray yes. uh, in that scene, by the way.
0: It doesn't mention the apple. It mentions some other no. stuff. The sweet no, roll, so. bacon, a croissant, as he pronounces it.
1: Mm. What's a sweet roll?
0: Like a cinnamon bun, it looked like.
1: Okay. Yeah, it looked like, but I, I don't know. Look, he's in Indiana or maybe Maine. They have different foods there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But... A
0: pot of coffee and an apple, which is everything in the background of every cereal commercial in the 80s when it has mm. to convey that it's part of a complete
1: breakfast. <laughs> yes, right. Here, have a bowl full of this sugar crap. As long as you eat four apples and a glass of orange <laughs> juice, it will be somehow balanced. Yeah. Go. So see, Garfield has, has taken that note and he's like, yeah, I can drink this coffee. I can have the sweet roll and bacon and crescent. Uh, as long as I eat that apple. You know, he's looking after himself. There
0: you go. Yeah. Again, responsible when right. Candy's on the line.
1: Really painting a picture of Garfield being way more responsible than anyone gives him credit for. <laughs> oh.
0: and we follow that up with a taste of Garfield's stand-up bit about Odie being stupid and ugly.
1: Odie's so stupid he'd have to stand on a chair to raise his IQ. <laughs> he's ugly, too. It would take two of them to get any uglier. <clears throat> oh, my God. Nothing kids love more than insult comedy a la Don Rickles. <laughs> I know when I was eight, I knew who Don Rickles was and what it was all like. Insult comedy? Sure. I guess. I don't know. Does that hold up to the, in these days?
0: Probably not. But, I mean, of course, Don Rickles is now... And forever a beloved children's character in Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> so, it all comes full circle. I thought you
1: were going to say, is now and forever dead. <laughs> well, also that. <laughs> yes, also that. That's a very <laughs> weird way of putting it. But Problem
0: yeah. solved.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. Uh,
0: but... Garfield's little stand-up, it gives him the idea to take Odie trick-or-treating with him so he can get twice as much candy. And he tells Odie, tonight's the night dogs have to help cats go out and get candy. And if a dog does a good job, he'll get a whole single piece of candy of his very own. Mm -hmm. And the dog buys it. Jeff, I wonder how many kids saw this and tried it on their kid siblings and what the success rate might have been.
1: I gotta say, you know, I've I tried it on my older sister. She was not (laughs) buying it. Can't be too
0: high, I'd imagine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, I'm I'm really hoping that someone out there does have a story about it working and having their stupid younger kid Mm -hmm. like just for a single piece of candy for the whole night. I mean that's the dream, isn't it? it like, really look, is. even at age forty-two now, I'm mentioning my age a lot on this show. <laughs> even in my forties now, when I can just go to the Walgreens, that's a block away, and buy as much candy as I want, the idea of getting twice as much candy as you deserve on Halloween still kind of, kind of tickles my pleasure bone. That sounds gross. Tickles my <laughs> my pleasure center my halloween bone nah, it's not it going to hits better. that
0: it hits the spot
1: there you go Man. thank you, <laughs> That's thank the you way way
0: <laughs> but even uh, we have the theme parks down here do their own trick-or-treating events so every time we go we went to sea world and they had little stations where they handed out candy and every once in a while some of them would just like here dad this one's for you and just, oh nice. thank you
1: so. Yeah, free candy is always so much better. Right. So it's like at SeaWorld is it just like fish?
0: They have like, Yeah, they have uh, people dressed in costumes that are basically fish with masks hmm. like here's a clown fish and here's hmm. a ghost fish.
1: And do they they just hand out like the little kippers that you then feed to the dolphins and like, oh, take no, these home. No, it's Skittles,
0: Eminem. Like we have a whole bag full of stuff. They then, load them up too. Like they did pretty well. Uh, Disney just, like, throw stuff in your bag. They're over-generous. Just, like, here are 87 tiny Tootsie Rolls. Get these out of here so we don't have to clean up time.
1: (laughs) The cure is worse than the disease on that one. Tootsie (laughs) Rolls. Ah, I actually like Tootsie Rolls. I love Tootsie Rolls. Especially the flavored ones.
0: Oh, yeah, they're the best. Like, I don't like the vanilla
1: ones, though, but the rest are Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where we will differ. <laughs> <laughs> Send your vanilla ones up here. There you I'll, go. Don't worry. Don't worry. Perfectly. I'll eat them.
0: Yeah. No, my brother and sister <laughs> were way too smart to fall for that bit. But... Mm-hmm.
1: Were you the oldest I was China? the oldest, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Did you ever fall for it when they tried it on no. you? There...
0: No, but there had to have been some gullible young kids out there.
1: Yeah. Um, if uh, if you're the gullible young kid, or if maybe you took advantage of a gullible young kid, please <laughs> write in uh, to Twitter at AdventCalHouse. Uh, there you go. Boom. Let's get some of those stories. All right. Yeah.
0: But Garfield and Odie head up to the attic to find costumes, and we get a spectacular view of an attic full of stuff because John has <laughs> never thrown anything away. Has your attic ever looked like anything like this, just a hodgepodge of things?
1: Uh we didn't have really a standing up in attic. Yeah,
0: neither did I.
1: We I had always, we just I had would. a crawl space. Yeah, like uh, the only thing I can think of, the only attic story I I have is uh one year we went up into that crawl space and, and brought down uh my mom's manger and it's like wait, didn't this used to have like a shepherd as well? And then we put it all back, and then we we brought it down the next year, and uh, a raccoon had actually broken into our attic, and there was a hornet's nest in the attic as well. Oh no! So what the raccoon did was it opened the box, grabbed the shepherd out of the manger scene because it was hollow. It was like plastic and hollow on the bottom shoved the hornet's nest into the bottom of the shepherd and then shoved that in the corner of the attic so a year later we found a shepherd full of a dead hornet's nest <laughs> oh, no. in the other end of the thing and it's like oh i knew we had this and we're like oh that must have been when we had the raccoon in the in the attic and it must have like yeah so that's that's my attic story worst mystery ever Yes, it's like, i mean luckily all the hornets were gone yeah by the time i mean that could have ended way it. worse right like you pick up a shepherd and like oh we finally and then you just get <laughs> stung to death and then you fall down the ladder to the to the first floor Yep,
0: yeah. yeah that sounds like my crawl space just various wooden planks to crawl on to avoid falling through the ceiling yeah, a lot of
1: weirdly exposed uh, fiberglass yes. up there to be like, oh, don't touch it. Well, Dad, right. why not cover it? Oh, we don't need to cover it. But but
0: And <laughs> we walk I don't, up here and we yeah. crawl up here every
1: year to get down
0: decorations. Yeah,
1: that's not fun. I don't know. Just and a, it looks like cotton candy, so you just want to eat does. it. does. Yeah.
0: Doesn't help that they advertised with a cartoon
1: character. Right, what the hell is that about? Like, the, the Pink Panther, right? You're talking about the Pink Panther? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Owens Corning fiberglass installation. Right, use the pink stuff. And then you look at it and you're like, this looks soft, this looks edible, it has a cartoon <laughs> character on it. I should either pet or eat this thing, but yet, no, you're not allowed to do no, any of that. Oh, right geez. up
0: there in the middle of a small collection of various seasonal decorations and old stuff yeah. my mom didn't want to throw out. And hornets. Nope. My garage mm-hmm. is where I keep whatever now, and it's a little like this, only with a touch more daylight and the unforgiving humidity of Central Florida.
1: <laughs> you should just sprinkle some like Corning uh, fiberglass <laughs> around, just to give your kids yeah. the same experience. <laughs> be like, you know, there's going to be some pink stuff there. Just don't You have touch to it. crawl
0: to get through.
1: Yeah. And the John's attic really does seem like the hoarder's attic where he's going to die and it's just going to be a burden on whoever has to clean it up yep. after he's gone, you know, like. Well, it I'm, seems I'm, like
0: the burden was on him to begin with because some of the stuff Garfield takes out of that box, like it starts with John's first bow tie, but then it goes with mm. just like cousin Wanda's wig Aunt Orpha's false teeth, Roy Ogle's roots, which is A passing joke that only maybe five people got. So, here, Jim Davis grew up on a farm in Indiana. Roy Mm. Ogle is a retired plant breeder who worked at Clemson University and created several varieties of peas and sweet potatoes. And the only reason I know that is because I looked it up while taking these notes.
1: Wow.
0: That's the joke. They're old sweet potatoes.
1: All right. I'm going to write that down. Roy Ogle. Ogles yeah. Roots? Is that what was? Roots is? The,
0: is what Honestly, them.
1: Over the last uh, 40 however many years uh, I've been watching this, and I've watched it every year since it aired pretty much, you know, give or take. Uh, I've never really caught that or decided to look into it, and now I'm going to look into that and maybe get a tattoo well, of Roy think... Ogles Roots.
0: <laughs> well, I think the first – Uh, search result for Roy Ogles Roots was a reddit thread in the Garfield subreddit. Mm. What are Roy (laughs) Ogles Roots? And then I went down that rabbit hole. Sorry, Mm. wrong show.
1: (laughs) It's close enough. Uh, But it's
0: followed by the much easier-to-digest joke of everything Garfield tosses out of the box Odie puts on, and he looks like a silly clown with devil horns that startles Garfield. Mm-hmm. Quick laugh before they move on and find the load. a chest of mm-hmm. old clothes the two rummage through during the Lorenzo music song,
1: What Should I Be? What should I be? There's so many sides to me. Uh, so in this, he... Well, one of the things that he decides or he's questioning about what should he be Mm. is a big black Halloween cat like yes since he's a cat this feels slightly problematic to me yeah for him to be like I'm gonna go as a big fat Halloween cat just go as black you, like oh,
0: no, you know, putting like, on black pajamas, Go yeah. With big I fat Halloween guess dress.
1: I guess it's more like me going as a ninja, but that's still problematic as well. Yeah, that's uh, right.
0: No. Let, I think because he's got the glowing eyes in that hmm. f- for that split seconds, and I think that's calls back to the killer panther that almost kills Garfield and John in that camping special.
1: Yeah. Okay. Was that, that was before? That was uh, before. This, okay. Mm-hmm. Garfield Camps Out? Garfield that was? in the
0: Rough, it's called. Rough. That's another good one to put on if you want to give your children nightmares. Mm. But Garfield, oh,
1: oh, go ahead. Is Do you think it's maybe also a callback to the, uh, there's like the Black Electric Panther in the Nine Lives of Garfield? That's uh, later. Was, so
0: maybe that is a like, callback to mm. the same panther.
1: I don't okay, know. either way, there's a lot of scary panthers in this, but let's let's talk about the the one that's a lot easier to talk about is the uh the uh what is it the uh, the hobo
0: hobo a- astronaut clown robot at the same time yeah
1: so what uh parse that out for me is it uh is it a hobo that's also those things or is it those things that's a hobo Never mind. It's ho- yeah. The only thing that makes
0: it a hobo is the rucksack and wrong.
1: The bindle, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this was a dead end of a joke <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't write down the actual parsing of it. Never mind.
0: I was. Su- I'm surprised I remembered all of it. Because <laughs> I don't have notes of that All I have is They settle on pirate costumes Complete with yes. a skull and crossbones hat mm-hmm. A wooden sword And a peg leg for Garfield And a headscarf earrings And pegs on all four legs for Odie Before Garfield removes all of them
1: Yes And in this uh, When when the costumes are revealed They're walking up to John Who is now actually eating lasagna uh, With or which... without
0: pumpkin innards
1: it. <laughs> Which made me wonder how much time has passed between – so what time did Garfield wake up and how much time did he spend in the attic? Because now it's clearly dinner time. Right. And they're they're now going to go out. So, I mean, I guess uh, Garfield – Sleeps all day. So he probably woke up at like four. And well, I don't up-
0: know. That could be John's lunch. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that—that's the one food the supposed loser bachelor John is supposed to be knows how to make. And it's lasagna. He makes it all the time. Mm-hmm. We know his mom cooks at the farm, but I don't know. Weird Johnism.
1: He's He probably is not very regular if he's eating <laughs> lasagna all the time. <laughs> Uh, another question I had in this scene is John's table very tall or are his chairs very short? Because if you think about the plane on which the table rests so Garfield can stand on it, his eye line is about the same as John's, which means that the table, when John is sitting, the table is actually about at John's neck. Oh yeah! In order for hmm. those eyelines to make sense, um, would you ever buy a table that's that 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 high? Or I mean, we buy... have a
0: high table, but we also have bar stools to sit on. Right?
1: Do you think he bought a bar table, but then regular chairs? I mean, John's pretty much an idiot.
0: It's like he my son be... sitting on the bar stool. Like we had to get a higher bar stool just for him when he was.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <should> be that. <laughs>
1: two bar stools taped together.
0: <laughs> that. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> One higher than the next. There you
0: go. It'll be fine. <laughs> Teach him how to climb. But here we go. Halloween night arrives and our heroes yeah. head out. But Odie starts to get scared of some of the costumes and Garfield mm-hmm. reassures him, quote, these are kids just like us who are out trick-or-treating. And that was the first time I remember realizing the conceit of Garfield in the special anyway, is that mm-hmm. they're viewed as children more so than pets.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: I don't know if that's unique to this special. It seems like it
1: is. I mean, there's there's always the question of who is viewing Garfield as what, and and right. how much do they hear him say. Uh, but e- even outside of that, in this scene, and in fact, the the rest of the, this this uh, special, it is revealed that in fact, ghosts do exist in this universe. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, because he picks up a sheet and there's nothing underneath, and later, in spoilers, we'll see some real ghosts, which made me wonder. So, in the Christmas special, was Grandpa's ghost watching all that oh, happen? No. <laughs> had to have been.
0: Because I mean, had
1: been. if ghosts exist in this universe, that means that everyone that has died might have a ghost. Grandpa could be there. Think about that the next time you watch the Garfield Christmas special. He's like, oh, if this guy were ink and my love were <laughs> And like right behind her is a spectral grandpa being like, yes, yes, it is. Read it. <laughs> weird. It's weird. It's weird to think that ghosts exist in all of this.
0: That makes the Christmas special make a lot more sense. It's just like it just happened to have knocked over that box full of letters. They were planted oh. there. They yeah, were kind of we out were planted in the
1: open. there by spectral grandpa <laughs> who then knocked them over and be like, do my dirty work, deliver these to my bride. <laughs> I like that special more now. Here we go. Hmm. Uh, so uh, some some pretty uh, interesting uh, costume design by the ghoul who made a mask of his own face. Yeah.
0: Like, so we'll back up a little bit. Yeah. Because here's where the special starts to slowly dip into more sinister waters as Garfield mm. proclaims he's no scaredy cat. And, and Lou Rawls sings again.
1: I may be lazy. I may be fat. I don't do laps. And I do not chat i may be selfish yeah and all of that but the one thing i'm not is a scaredy cat or is it garfield again
0: i think it's garfield imagining himself like Mm. just trying to convince himself that he's braver than he really is uh As he reveals what he expects to be, a kid underneath a trio of ghost and goblin costumes, only to find a pair of hairy monster feet, an actual goblin face, and nothing. Yeah. So which one's the scariest of those
1: three? Hmm. I would have to say nothing. Because, like, just the thing that terrifies me is the fact of say there's no afterlife (laughs) and you die and there's just nothing the idea that you are just over is terrifying that is horrifying so revealing that there is nothing is to me more terrifying than anything you can show Uh. it's kind of like like jaws by not showing jaws (laughs) It makes it scarier than by showing jaws. So by not showing what's under that sheet, it's way more scary that there is literally nothing under there than whatever else they could put on. Yeah, I'm having that.
0: I quest. am changing my vote now because I was originally gonna be like, I think it's the goblin with the mask of his own face. <laughs> Somehow that was the most terrifying thing to me. And, no, you know what it is? It's because he grabs at them. You see him trying crab yeah. grab and as they run away. They do a couple of circles around each one before they tear off. That's just for show. Not actually an effective escape plan. Don't try that at home, kids.
1: <laughs> I have run around muggers so many times <laughs> <just> going,
0: <"Aah!" laughs>
1: It works. It sometimes works. Does you got to just show them that you're crazier than they are. There you go. They're just go.
0: stunned
1: into <laughs> But yeah, the fact that that goblin-faced kid, they pull the mask off of the goblin, It's a goblin underneath, they run around, and then he, like, swipes at them. Mm-hmm. And you just think, like, whoa, w- what would he have done if he had gotten them? It's terrifying. Yep. It's terrifying.
0: Well, then they start to actually go to houses using the standard Halloween greeting, gimme. Gimme. <laughs> And after only getting one piece of candy each, Garfield threatens a woman at sword point for more candy. More accurately, threatens to give her living room drapes a taste of his broadsword, but still. Mm.
1: So, again, this brings up, what is she seeing? What is she hearing? Is she seeing a kid just waving a sword at them? Is she really terrified? Does she think that's cute? She must,
0: because it works! We get a montage of these two filling their bags but that's not enough for Garfield he notices more houses across the river so he wants to hit up those and we get a weird little scene here where Garfield gets a little greedy that part's normal but he says the candy is mine all mine (laughs) and then we get this little tangent oh wait a minute am I being too greedy
1: should I share my candy with those less fortunate than me am I missing the spirit of Halloween? (laughs) Nah. Oh, mine.
0: Mine, I tell you. <laughs> which i read as a play on the old isn't there someone out there who knows what christmas is all about
1: mm, right the true meaning of halloween is greed so i think it's okay yeah you know.
0: i think uh, that was just a joke that they threw into the special and just like nope this is this is halloween this is what it's yeah.
1: about Yeah, This Is Halloween is a song from a different special. It
0: sure is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they find a boat. (laughs) Yeah. And just help themselves and start crossing the river in this boat that's not theirs.
1: Well, right before that, there is one joke that I've always appreciated in this is right before he notices the houses across the street. He they're getting tired. He takes his peg leg off, uh, stretches out his foot, and he just throws the peg leg into the river and it splashes off screen. And for some reason that just tickles me as if like, (laughs) I'm done. I'm just going to leave this. And maybe that's why years ago when my friend's uh, band got afloat in the New York City Halloween parade and I went as laundry. So I cut out the bottom of a laundry basket and I just sewed old clothes onto a jacket. So I just had like... Clothes all over me, and I walked in the parade behind this float as laundry. And I didn't want any of it, and at the end of walking all these blocks, I just took it off and left it on the street and it was like, <laughs> "That's it. I'm done with Halloween. Maybe that's where I got it from Goodness. i am I am a Garfield anyway <laughs> that always that always tickled me the fact that he was just like, "And I'm done with this," and just threw it in the river <laughs> uh, but then they do they they get in a boat and they uh try and ford the river to those better houses on the other side. Except not all is as easy as they think it's going to be. No. Garfield,
0: Garfield in full pirate mode orders Odie to put out the oars, and Odie literally puts out the oars. And away they float, leaving two domesticated house pets who don't know how to pilot the boat at the mercy of the river current.
1: And into the second commercial break.
0: Yes, they sail into the fog as Garfield shouts, I want my mommy.
1: Yep. Which sounds totally like something Lorenzo Music did uh live on mic. Instead of them, you know, doing it in post, he was just like, I want my mommy <laughs> like moving away from the mic rather than uh it's a little behind the scenes. i, yeah, I know well and you
0: can that. hear it though. It, yeah. it's- Because they needed that effect of he's going farther away from us.
1: Yeah, but you know, you could just like work with the levels if you're like a sound engineer. You know, you don't have to have someone actually move away from the mic to get (laughs) farther away. Uh, (laughs) uh, Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Sponsored by McDonald's. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. It's a good time. What do you put in your McDonald's Halloween pumpkins?
0: Spooky and McBoo, matey. Carrot and gold Golden McPumpkin, partner.
1: Now you can collect one of three different pumpkins with the purchase of every McDonald's Halloween pumpkin Happy Meal. What you put in them is up to you.
0: Well, after we come back from our commercial break... Yeah. Eventually, Garfield and Odie's boat runs into a small island in the middle of the river on which sits a creepy old house, and it's spooky time. Mm. <laughs>
1: nice touch yeah it really ramps up from this point on uh they go in to warm themselves by the fire uh unbeknownst to them there's an old man sitting in the chair by the fire uh and it's not enough that he's old uh and i don't like gross Uh, They ramp up the grossness by, as he is telling the story to them about these pirates that buried treasure, he starts to drool from the side of his mouth with like this little like spurt of spittle. Oh yeah. They then animate this character to wipe that spittle away with his fingers, (laughs) but that's not the end of it. He then rolls that spit in his fingers until it goes away. It is maybe one of the grossest things I have ever seen animated, and it is in this children's (laughs) program.
0: Well, again, and here's where – here's what I want to mention. There's a great interview – On the A.V. Club with Jim Davis in 2014 talking about this special. And that's where he mentioned he wanted to at least scare Mm. four-year-olds. With spit. But he said he wanted to start the story with something very familiar. Garfield getting excited about candy, going out trick-or-treating. But this scare four-year-olds line might be my favorite interview quote of all time. Because it's absolutely true and he absolutely meant it. Um, Yeah. But when designing this old man... Who doing the math is 110 years old? Yeah. at this point, he kept having to coach the artist. Like, no, you need to make him older, add more wrinkles. So that spittle was probably mm. as intentional as it looked. He even said in the interview, he's like, "We needed to make one eye look different from the other. We needed to just mm. make him look as uncomfortable as possible." Yeah,
1: I mean, you don't you don't accidentally get that spittle in an animation and it's such a weird detail to put in and so unsettling even even all these x number of years later and even though i'm in my 40s it still is like why would they do that it's gross it's (laughs) weird um and this um in this last viewing uh like i said minutes before recording the thing i couldn't help but notice is how great Like, outside of all the disturbing stuff going on, how great the hand animation, the animation and drawing of that character's hands are. Hands are incredibly hard to draw. Oh, yeah. And the expressiveness and the pointing and the moving and the gesturing. And they're so gnarled. And it's it's just fabulous. It really,
0: really is. That's what wins you an Emmy, folks.
1: Right. it's It really is an amazing uh, example of, of animation, and uh, it's astounding. It, it truly is astounding. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then you pair that with the deep, chilling voice of Lindsay mm. Workman, the late Lindsay Workman at this point.
1: This island has a secret, a deep, dark secret it has held for a hundred years. What would we know them from?
0: Not a lot, because he was very much a character actor from okay. the late 50s into the early 90s. And IMDb lists him as being known for just one-off appearances on all kinds of TV shows. But up at the top, IMDb said, this is what he's known for. So the number one role is a supervisor on the original Westworld. Okay. And the restaurant maitre d' in The Naked Gun Two and a Half, The Smell of oh. Fear
1: who shows up
0: once just to ask, your coat, sir? Yes, (laughs) it is. (laughs) Wow. No, we know him from other Garfield specials. This is not (laughs) Lindsay Workman's sole appearance in the Garfield universe. Before this, in Garfield on the Town, he's the voice of Garfield's own grandfather.
1: Oh. Wow.
0: Same voice. Is he
1: as old and creepy in that? I don't remember it as well as Uh, I remember this.
0: He's old, but not, like, creepy. He's just old cat. Hmm.
1: I mean, some of his reads, the way he interprets these lines are so great. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could quote everything that he says. But the one that really hits home for me is after he finishes this story, Garfield is just staring at the camera for, like, a beat. <laughs> yes. And he says... Do you believe Believe any- I
0: it, my friend? And that's just <laughs> that's the oh I gave myself chills. <laughs> it's so good. Do you believe this? Believe
1: it, my friend? I oh, I love it. It gets me every time. Do you believe <laughs>
0: it? Is- oh. Now I do have to show this to the kids this year because I know. wanna see, oh
1: Oh. oh that believe it. I yeah. could I could I could die happy if <laughs> so. this is like can you believe I'm dying? Believe
0: oh, it! Dear. Like, well oh. you mentioned that Lindsay Workman's other appearance in the Garfield universe was in his nine lives. He's the voice of God himself. <laughs> there you go. Who creates well. the perfect animal and instructs his staff to give it nine lives because it would make a good story.
1: Well, hopefully, it's the last voice I hear before I die <laughs> and go on to nothingness. But <laughs> oh, I'm scared.
0: That'd be nice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'll go out with a smile. and be like, believe it. There's nothing. <laughs> like, oh, and, I'm, and yep. <laughs> so
0: the old man says he was a ten-year-old cabin boy at the time, and. <laughs> He's a spry one hundred and ten year old because Garfield turns to Odie to basically say, "Cool story, bro. Well, we gotta get out of here. You want to come too?" And the old man is gone. He bolted <sighs> out of the door and down to their boat, which he steals to get off the island. Which well, also that's... means there goes see, the that's... candy.
1: That's the thing, though, is you don't see him run down there, and that's the the the, the maybe the most fantastic joke in this whole special is that he turns back and it's like wow 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 he disappeared was he even really there uh-huh. and then they go out to the boat and he's stealing their boat <laughs> so it's he's not a ghost he didn't disappear he literally just ran away and stole <laughs> their boat and that is amazing that is so amazing like uh, well, yeah just a really well timed out like beat of a joke in there. (laughs) And he takes their candy. They're stranded on the island. The clock starts chiming. And... In order for them to try and stop whatever horror is about to happen at midnight, as the old man says, they actually try and break the clock, which is <laughs> another really great joke. Like, if the clock doesn't strike 12, midnight won't come. And that's right. such a joyous, like, little kid type of idea. Uh, and, I, and I really appreciate it. I did well. too,
0: Yeah. Because, well, and I can't blame the old man, because if I knew ghosts from my former employers were coming at midnight, I wouldn't stick around either. But I also wouldn't wait till five minutes before to do that. Again, <laughs> old man saw a window of opportunity and flew out of it. Yeah, so
1: so do you think that he was just kind of there on that island? How did he get there? Why was he waiting for a boat to, to steal, to leave? I don't know if the pirates left him there. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you think he was...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's where they buried the Trevor. Like, they landed on that island. It was part of the story.
1: But So you think he's been there for like a hundred years? Could be. Just sitting there. That's not so bad.
0: I don't know. <laughs> just watching, like, a neighborhood <laughs> develop around him.
1: You know, seems like uh, not, not so bad of a job. You know, uh, as long as you get three square meals, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Um, Then you have that
0: ominous long case clock that it's, it's like the loudest, most ominous, but it's the undertaker's bell, basically.
1: (laughs) Well, they built them good back then. A hundred years ago, they built the best grandfather clocks back then. Yeah. It's not far off,
0: anyway, because up to the dock comes a ghostly pirate ship, and out of the water comes the most terrifying, glowing pirate ghosts my innocent five-year-old eyes had ever seen.
1: Yeah, oh, are you uh, hoping to watch this children's TV show about a cartoon cat and his dog pal getting candy. Well, here's some nightmare fuel for you in the shape of ghosts that look like they're glowing chalk, like the ones from the end of Fantasia that just look no types of friendly and all types of evil. Surprise! It's the third (laughs) act, and you're not sleeping tonight, five-year-old Mike. Nope. I do want to talk about that effect,
0: though, because it's, it's very impressive for a one-off TV special in 1985. Again, you compared it to Fantasia, mm. uh, which is high praise for a one-off TV special. So the ghosts yeah. were drawn in this white, and the aim was to get that swirly, cross-dissolve kind of effect. And the glowing was achieved using a technique called a double burn. And it's super effective, because first you see the glowing ship, and that's unlike anything else in this universe. And then some glowy puddles moving in the water, and up out of that creeps this skeletal hand, followed by Mm -hmm. the rest of the pirate ghost. Just skeletons with hats and headscarves, and it's so out of place. And add to that, that double burn glowing effect, and they jump off the screen and right into my soul.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I have lived with this special so long that the true horror of these these designs don't really resonate with me anymore in no. the, in the same way that like if you were to say uh I don't know live in a room uh full of spiders for <laughs> 40 years of your life, you might just, eh, it's a spider, you know, who who cares. Um you know, living with it for so long, it, it it has numbed me to the horror. But watching it for this podcast made me really think. Like, I was eight, and this is not cool. <laughs> like, this is probably. I mean, I think at that point I had already seen Fantasia, so I, you know, I I had seen some scary ghosts at the end of that, but I kind of I kind of liked it. Uh, but yeah, this isn't the normal stuff. You know, like. It, yeah, it's 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 probably it's not great, and 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 I mean, you know, you said Jim Davis wanted to scare the pants off of four-year-olds. I was eight, and I didn't like it so much. Right? No. Yeah.
0: Rousing success, but
1: yeah. And if very you good.
0: listen carefully in the background, there's even a heartbeat at one point. This is Hitchcock what? stuff. toned ah. down enough to spoon feed the children, but not too ah. much that it scarred us for life. But. Oh.
1: Did you, uh, in this scene, when uh, the the ghost showed up, do you remember falsely the hat reacting in Fright? Now, I don't know if this is because I owned the book, and I think the hat might have reacted to things going on in the book. Like the skull and yeah, crossbones. On uh, for I don't uh, remember it happening in right? the
0: special, but it definitely has that, yeah. that Wade Duck effect in the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so like maybe I'm just remembering that book, which I I haven't read in years, um, but I assume it was it was in the book. I'm I'm glad it's not really the Mandela effect here that everyone likes to talk about when it's just like oh no, it's just you misremembering things. It's, there's no alternate universe. Don't worry.
0: Uh, <laughs> there is <laughs> an alternate, alternate universe here. It's in print. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and right. So it would be in the book and, and not in this. But in my mind, every year when I when I go to watch this special, I look for the hat reacting. And when it doesn't, I have to remind myself, oh no, that's right. That was in that book that you used to read as well. Uh so they uh one of the also one of the the, the fun jokes is they hide in the cabinet uh and they're like the ghost won't find us in here. Well,
0: first, Odie tries to hide in a flower pot before they settle oh on God. that cabinet against the wall. It's...
1: Which is so adorable. Yeah. When Odie's head is in the flower pot, and there's like no animation, it is like a still. Odie's head is in the flower pot, yeah. and Garfield is behind him doing his mean face, and he goes, Not there.
0: Yeah, not Fantastic. there,
1: dummy. Fantastic. <laughs> I think the third act of this is – I think we're we're building a case for the third act of this to be maybe one of the best third acts of any animated uh, ho- holiday special. I like, vote what,
0: for that, yeah.
1: Right? Like what could you put up against this? The third act – of, of say, uh, like Charlie Brown Christmas no. has all that like, ooh, true meaning of Christmas, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> we, all, we, we want the gifts and the and trees.
0: And then nothing. He I... just passes Snoopy's house and it's like, first prize. No... And then it just ends so abruptly.
1: Right? But this, we're building tension. You're getting jokes coming left and right in there. They hide in the cabinet. Odie sneezes. The doors fly open. They're having these stupid grins on their face. And the <laughs> way they close the doors, just like, <laughs> maybe they didn't see us.
0: <laughs> oh, more scary trumpets. Did you make that your ringtone?
1: Oh, I need to. I think I need to for October. That, <laughs> yes, fantastic. I mean, the beats in this... It's like one beat scary, one beat comedy, one beat scary, one beat comedy. I don't know what I'm feeling anymore, right. honestly. I'm I'm worn out.
0: That's I'm, part of the whole gag of having to scare four-year-olds. It's like, no, nah, we'll throw in a laugh every once in a while just to really throw them off their game.
1: Yeah, right. The game just... that
0: they have as a four-year-old.
1: <laughs> Make them feel safe, and then, oh, ghosts again.
0: <laughs> and they rush Ugh. out of the... Cabinet past the pirates and down to the dock and the only way out of there is to jump in and swim for it. But before they jump they turn around a few times and you just see this cloud of glowing dust and just skulls and bony hands coming after them toward the screen. It's the stuff of nightmares.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, slack jawed skull going ah, 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 and hands grasping out of this cloud uh-huh. of of maisma. It's, <laughs> I mean, even though you know it's just like they're just zooming in on a on a little repeated GIF animation type thing, it works. It's great. You feel the tension. Uh-huh. Garfield and Odie jump into the water. Garfield realizes he can't swim, and so my question here is. Did Garfield actually die? And is everything oh, since... Oh, oh, oh no! A Jacob's Ladder situation. <laughs> that's
0: the that's the true message behind Garfield minus Garfield. It really is minus. Garfield. Oh, I just love how that's his reaction. Just rats! I forgot I can't swim. Just like ah hamburgers! I'm
1: drowning. Down I go. He upends, he goes head first down his feet, uh, follow, (laughs) uh, Odie then dives in, saves his life, brings him to shore, happy ending. It's great. It has everything.
0: But there, but there is a second or two where you just see Garfield's pirate hat float up and he's struggling (laughs) downstream a bit. So when you're little and you've already seen everything else this special has (laughs) thrown into your life... You don't know how this is going to end. <laughs> Whatever handle you thought you had on reality at this early point in your life has been obliterated.
1: But, but they make it this I love, short. I love that at five, year old, five years old, little Mike is like, I don't know what to believe anymore. I think Garfield could have died.
0: <laughs> I don't remember crying at this. I just remember no. being
1: stone-faced. Yeah, because they've like look, like I said, you're you're sitting down to watch Garfield, a good yuck yuck time. Like this is yeah. Saturday morning Sunday comic paper strip time. Like you're not expecting the ghosts you just saw. You're not expecting the crazy old man you just saw. Right? Like like all no holds barred at this point. <laughs> they could kill Garfield. I don't know. <laughs> Like, it might just be the next morning you'll wake up, there's an obituary of Garfield, oh, dear. and that's it, it's over, so <laughs> yes, who knows, they've already just blown my mind by this point, so yes, yes, you ne- you don't know, Garfield could actually die in this. Uh,
0: but from but what does. we see on screen, they do make it to shore, yes. with the island now far enough in the distance that they're assumedly safe. Mm. And as they walk home, Garfield hits the nail on the head when he said he's had nightmares that look like birthday parties compared to tonight. Mm -hmm. But that is when Odie finds their stolen boat left ashore with their bags of candy still intact. How nice of the old man to just leave them there.
1: Well, I figure he's 110, unless there's some Werthers in there. He's not really taking that candy, right? <laughs> I mean, it has to be like Sorbitol candy at that point. When you're 110, he's probably very diabetic. I mean, oh. how good how good was the healthcare back 100 years ago? <laughs> the
0: lozenges wrapped in wrappers that are, look like strawberries. Yes.
1: <laughs> I actually like those. <laughs> they, they're good, but they're in every grandparent's house. They sure are. Especially uh the, the the best ones are the ones that aren't wrapped individually. They're just individual candies that are all stuck together as oh, one yeah. big piece. Like, well, I candy. guess
0: I'm oh. having eight of these.
1: Yeah. Right. right. And I mean, you know, you living in Florida and with the humidity, you understand those are all turning into one piece of candy. Oh yeah. Like that. Like yeah.
0: Florida does that to marshmallows. Are you kidding?
1: Oh man. <laughs>
0: Quick notice: Here we see the boat has a name written on the back, Carolyn, which is the name of Jim Davis's wife at the time. So that's hmm.
1: cute. Wait, what do you mean at the time?
0: Uh, he remarried. They oh. divorced, and he remarried.
1: Alright. so I, and he has this constant reminder of his lost love. Oh dear! <laughs> when every year he watches this, he's <laughs> just like, "If I could rename it, I would." I don't the second know. Second wife hates it. Yeah, do we have to watch this Jim you know Carolyn's name is in that (laughs) every year and then he just he sees the name of the boat and he just starts crying oh Jim not again
0: (laughs) 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 well finally home safe in his bed a gracious Garfield admittedly gets out of character for himself and gives Odie his whole bag of candy that he earned for saving his life a quote 18 zillion times And here's where there's some controversy. Not at Mm. that 18 zillion number, that's an exaggeration, but because we can't have nice things. The only time we see Odie actually save Garfield's life is when he pulled him out of the river. There Mm. is, however, an addition to this story, in the printed comic adaptation that we've mentioned a few times. Mm -hmm. So in this version, Garfield actually grabs at the treasure before he runs out of that haunted house, or that house, well, taunt it now, uh, and manages to get away with a ring. And then we see Mm -hmm. them arrive home with their candy and find the pirate ghost waiting for them outside their front door. Mm -hmm. So they run up a tree and the pirates are just sitting down at the bottom of it going nuts. And Odie Mm -hmm. motions to the ring that's now in Garfield's finger. He takes it off, drops it to the ghosts who take it and just go away and leave them alone. That's it. Yep. So that happened. Uh,
1: yep. they poof. They poof away.
0: And some lovable perfectionists out there in internet land have taken that scene <laughs> to have been cut from this special to satisfy the 18 zillion statistic Garfield throws mm-hmm. out at the end there.
1: Do you think it was ever intended to be? I mean, based on what's in the book, I, I, I don't know what's what's the true story there. Is it an extra scene that was added for the book, or I was think so? I
0: th- I the, think that's the story I read.
1: Right, like, or was the book meant to be like the framework of the special, and then it was removed? I uh, don't. Well, the world may never know. Unless... I think
0: they added it, but I do want to touch on the artwork of the book. Is just especially for the scenes with the old man. He's creepy in the mm. animated special. They draw him even creepier in this
1: book. A lot more shadows. Yeah, a lot like the more pirate ghost, Like
0: you see, like finer detail in like their skeletons, and like one of them has an eye that's still hanging out in there. In this, and oh, it's just...
1: <laughs> wow. Well, I don't remember that. Well, now maybe I don't want to go home and find the book. Go home. <laughs> go home as if I live there. Go to my parents' house and find the book in the attic with the <laughs> with the uh hornet's nest in the um advent calendar. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah I it's lost a
0: hornet's nest.
1: Yeah, a hornet's nest in the not advent calendar, manger the scene. The manger scene. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is Garfield has just given a bag of chocolate to Odie. Oh, no. So in this scenario, is Odie actually dead in every uh, (laughs) special after this as well? This is just the body count. Oh,
0: man, everybody. Well, it might be because Garfield's last act of this special is now that he's nice and wired and he wants to see what's on TV and it's the same old man. Wearing a pirate hat that looks suspiciously like the one Garfield lost in the river, welcoming us to an all-night pirate movie festival. And (laughs) suddenly, oh, am I tired? And he crashes.
1: A couple things. All-night pirate movie festival, actually a thing? I've never heard of it. Normally it's horror movies. I get it. But tonight was the first time I said to my wife, is that supposed to be the same guy that we just saw? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it supposed to be the 110-year-old cabin boy? Or is it like, oh, it's just kind of like them? What are we meant to believe? What's the moral of the story, Mike? I read it as
0: same guy. He's on TV. I don't know if the ghost story he told Garfield that ended up being 100% true is one that he's going to tell in this all-night pirate movie festival, but... I don't know if that's Garfield seeing images in his head as he's turning on the TV, but boy, how nice that Garfield's able to sleep soundly after all that, because I sure didn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's so exhausted. You know, his adrenaline was so high for so long that he's coming down. He's just going to need to zonk out at that point.
0: I guess, but I don't know. It took me a while as a kid. I remember (laughs) it. This and all dogs go to heaven. Oh preceded what might have been the worst night's sleeps of my life.
1: <laughs> you weren't comforted by the fact that there was an afterlife?
0: <laughs> I wasn't comforted that there was a dog hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, but you know, because there are ghosts, that means that there's something. And it is isn't something better than nothing? It's something is better than nothing. I
0: guess. As this special kind of th- there's your moral. Something is better than nothing.
1: Did you? Did you have dogs growing up? I did. Yeah. Mm, see, so yeah, the idea of a dog hell is probably a little bit more oh, prescient yeah. to you. Like, oh no, Mister Nut Nutter Butters, he's, <laughs> he's being tortured. Whereas I wasn't allowed to have dogs, so you my know, kids are not I...
0: allowed to have dogs because
1: I'm allergic. <sighs> So, you don't let them have dogs. You don't let them watch Garfield. I like breathing, Jeff. You... <laughs> There's probably pills to help you breathe. <laughs> I'm allergic too. It's not going to stop me. <laughs> as soon as I can get one, I'm going to get a dog. And I'm going to get puffy eyes and there you go. wheezing. Maybe fall, go to die while I'm asleep. I don't know. <laughs> no. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah. Any final thoughts on Garfield's Halloween adventure?
1: Oh, it's the best. It really it really is the best. Like, every year, uh, people say, I have to watch this, I have to watch that for Halloween or Thanksgiving or, or Christmas or whatever. This, for me, is uh, down to definitely, like, final five of have to watch every holiday season um, for any holiday. And... <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like given all the holidays, the things that I would need to watch spread out over those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that I think this is number one. I think I think this is maybe my soup to nuts, beginning to end, most enjoyable holiday special uh ever.
0: It's definitely yep. my favorite Halloween special, like yeah. le- leagues and bounds over Great Pumpkin. People praise great pumpkin. It jumps around too much, yeah. which is necessary for the Peanuts gang. You need to catch up with Linus in the Pumpkin Patch and Snoopy yeah. as the World War One flying ace, and Charlie Brown getting dumped on for merely existing. Right. But I feel like having to only follow Garfield and Odie flows yeah. better as a story, and that abrupt turn into ghost story territory mm-hmm. makes it a much longer lasting impression than the kid waits all night for weird pumpkin Santa. Yeah, But Garfield is a fantastic gateway into light horror with jokes, and I haven't mm. gone to Halloween since without watching it.
1: Yep, it's great. Well, if uh, you've made it to this far in the podcast and have never seen it, uh, that's weird, but <laughs> <laughs> please go out and watch it. You can find it. It's
0: on places where it probably shouldn't be on the internet, mm. but it's easy to find if you look. Hmm. Uh, Well, Jeff, thank you for revisiting this with me. I couldn't have survived this episode without you.
1: Oh, thank you for having me on. Again, as I said, uh, one of my favorites. I can, and as you have just heard, definitely could talk about it at length for a really long time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if people want to give your living root drapes a taste of their own broadsword, where can they find you on the internet?
1: Oh, probably on Twitter or Instagram, at Summer Jam, S-O-M-M-E-R-J-A-M. I post about pretty much everything I do there. Mm-hmm.
0: And you can find show notes for this episode at adventcalendar.house, and say hi on Twitter at adventcalhouse. Season 3 starts December 1st, and I'd better make this announcement now due to some real life happenings. I'm making a change in how I'm doing this show going forward, so... I'm only doing 12 episodes starting December 1st and I'm going every other day up to Christmas Eve. Then I'm going to do the second half next summer and we can count down to Christmas in July together. Nice. So that's how this season is going to go. And if I like it, we'll keep it. I hope you'll tune in then. For now... For Jeff Sumaji from inside a dusty old cupboard that I pray doesn't aggravate my allergies, this is Mike Westball saying, Beware of the icy patch.
1: Believe it. <laughs>
0: advent calendar house is part of the christmas podcast network located conveniently at christmaspodcastnetwork.com.
1: you love christmas sure but sometimes the same old traditions are too traditional sometimes you want to see santa stuff a kid in his sack Sometimes you want Christmas dinner to come alive and threaten you with knives and forks. Sometimes you just need Christmas to get a bit weird. Weird Christmas has you covered. Check out podcasts filled with annoying Christmas music, proof that St. Nick came from magic mushrooms, and talk about Christmas specials so disturbing you won't sleep for days. Now available on iTunes and SoundCloud. WeirdChristmas.com. Oh, oh, holy Mary, that's different.
0: Next time on the season premiere of the Advent Calendar House
1: classic gets a disney twist it's mickey donald the whole disney gang i'm the ghost
0: of christmas together again in a brand new featurette i thought you'd be taller. mickey's christmas carol